On March 11, 2011, my family's life changed dramatically as an earthquake, tsunami, and nuclear disaster wreaked havoc on northeastern Japan where we had previously served as missionaries. We were called back to serve in disaster relief, recovery, and development from 2011 to 2016. My name is Jonathan Straker, and I'm a minister at the Calvary Church of Christ in Alberta, Canada. What I would like to do over the next few weeks is offer a few suggestions for how we can navigate, serve, and minister during the COVID-19 pandemic. These suggestions are based on five guiding questions. What are we grateful for today and what hurts? What resources has God gifted us with? What are the most critical needs right now? What is God leading us to? And how will we get there? We began this series with a brief orientation that, in terms of COVID-19, we may still be on the front end of a difficult time, but also that God's people have been through difficult times before. God is certainly with us in this situation, and we're headed to something better. Last week, I suggested gratitude and lament as two practices to fend off despair and bitterness. This week, I'd like to talk about something called asset mapping, leveraging the gifts God has given us in response to a crisis. God created us in his image. There is good in us. He gifted us and blessed each of us with a variety of talents and abilities. Jesus tells us quite strongly not to bury our talents, but to use them for the master. And he links these talents with the call to serve him by serving those who are hungry, who are thirsty, who are strangers, who are in need of clothing, who are sick, who are in prison. Paul calls these talents gifts and shows us that we are each uniquely gifted by God, but that we should also bring these gifts together and serve as a body. When we put all of this together, there's a pretty strong scriptural mandate for the process I'm about to suggest, a process called asset mapping. There's a story in the Old Testament that offers a striking analogy. We said a couple of weeks ago in the first lesson of this series during the orientation that we're standing on a sort of a precipice looking down into a difficult valley that we need to pass through before we reach a new normal. This is the downward slope of the medical and economic crisis caused by COVID-19 as it continues to unfold. Then the upward climb of relief, recovery, and development before we finally reach the far plateau of a new normal. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, the boy who would eventually become David, the great king, once stood looking down into a valley. In the depths stood Israel's crisis embodied in the giant Goliath. Now, we know the end of the story. David defeats Goliath, and he's very clear by whose power the victory is won. The victory belongs to God alone. But God does it through a young shepherd boy, a sling and a stone. Before David goes down to meet the giant, he goes to the stream and gathers five smooth stones for his sling. Before we meet the giant, let's figure out what God has given us to throw at him. Today I want to offer you five smooth stones in the form of five basic questions for assessing our God-given resources. They are, one, what's your story? Two, What's important to you? Three, what groups do you belong to? Four, what can you do? And five, what can you teach? 
But before we look at each of these questions, I want to make a couple comments and lay some ground rules for asset mapping. So first, this lesson is a brief introduction to a process that can be quite extensive. I won't have time to go into a lot of detail for how to work through each question today, but you can find a PDF worksheet for today's lesson as well as each lesson in this series at calgarycfc.com forward slash connect. Look under spiritual resources. Second, you'll notice that we don't begin with the question of what do we need. We're going to save that one for later, and here's why. If you ask the Israelites what they needed, they would have looked down at Goliath and the Philistine army and said, we need a mighty warrior, we need a big army. And they didn't really have either. They couldn't move because all they could see was the problem. David saw something else. When we asked the people in Japan what they needed, they would say, I lost my business, my home was destroyed, I've taken out a second mortgage to rebuild, I need money. Collectively, they needed millions of dollars just in our neighborhood. We didn't have millions of dollars to give away. If we continued to lead with the question, what do you need, we would have been paralyzed by the problem. We needed something else. That's why it's important to begin with the resources, the gifts, and the talents. In other words, the stones that God has put into our hands. And not worry too much about whether they are equal to the challenge. Because the battle belongs to God. Third, we're not going to focus on our material resources, at least not yet. Our money and our stuff are kind of like the weapons and the armor that King Saul tried to give David for the battle. They're conventional. They're what everyone thinks of first. And sometimes they weigh us down. They have their place, but first let's look at some of the ways that God has uniquely gifted us, aside from our money and our stuff. Finally, this is an exercise in brainstorming. So when we brainstorm, quantity and speed count over quality. Don't ask whether a resource is viable, useful, special, or unique. Just list as many things as possible. We can cull through them later. So back to our asset mapping questions. Questions one and two are kind of a set. What's your story and what's important to you? The first two questions help us tap into our motivation. It's not enough for me to say, I really need to work hard at this, or I'm supposed to keep fighting through this. It's more helpful to be able to call to mind the things that we are willing to work for. This is the scene in nearly every World War II movie when the soldier pulls out the picture of the girl back home, right? So what are the stories that really matter for you? For David, it was the legacy of the living God and the honor of God's name, the identity of the people of Israel. For our Japanese neighbors, this was the story of being able to count back your ancestors by name for 16 generations, for 400 years, on that same plot of sandy seaside. For that, they were willing to fight. So what is your story? There are a lot of ways to articulate your story. I've included one group process in the worksheet. Another method is to imagine that you wrote an autobiography. What would the table of contents include? Write it out. I mean the table of contents, not the whole autobiography. And share it with your group members. Number two, what's important to you? Again, this helps articulate what motivates us, but it also helps us prioritize. Sometimes when we're fixated on what we've lost, 
or what we think we need, we expend a lot of energy chasing those things. But maybe we've lost sight of what we actually care about or what actually gives us life. If we can name the things that we really value, it will help us prioritize our response. Here are some examples of questions that can help you articulate what's important to you. What gives you life? What do you want your kids to remember and hang on to when you're gone? What do you want the next generation to know or to have? What about this place, these people, or your faith do you love? What are you willing to fight for? When you think about life after COVID, what do you want to make sure is included in that new life? As Christians, this is coupled with several elements from Matthew 6. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus teaches us to pray that God's will be done. So asking what is important in the context of God's will is an active way of seeking God's will, which is another way of seeking his kingdom first. What groups do you belong to? In other words, what relationships has God given you? We are constantly influenced by and influence others. By naming these connections, we increase the opportunities for synergy as we work together. Ask yourself these questions. Are you a member of any groups, either formally or informally? Name the groups. What's your role in them? What other relationships do you have? What's your role in those relationships? For example, I'm a husband, I'm a father, a son, a brother, a cousin, and a nephew in the context of my family. And to some extent, I'm active in all of those roles. Number four, what can you do? When we taught this process in Japan, we used to give each participant a small plastic bag filled with sand and a few Lego blocks. The first thing we needed to do was to uncover the blocks to see what we had to work with. Each person has a unique set of skills and abilities. By myself, I can do a few things. But the really amazing stuff happens when we uncover our talents and then put them together in community. Think about the different contexts that you've lived through. Your family of origin, your education, your work life, your recreation and hobbies the challenges that you have already overcome, your practice of faith, and your current family situation. God has certainly given you some abilities through each of these experiences. And here's the thing. This feels normal to you. Those abilities may not stand out. But what's normal to you isn't normal to me. This combination of experiences is unique to you. So uncover it and share it. As Paul explains in 1 Corinthians 12 and Romans 12, we need to bring our variety of gifts together. In order to do this, I've shared some more specific prompts in the PDF. Number five, what can you teach? The old adage applies here. Give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Some of the skills you have are too complicated to teach someone else, or at least too complicated or difficult to teach quickly. Those are the things that we can offer as specialized services. But you also have some things that you could pass on fairly quickly. Think about your skills and abilities, your knowledge and your values. Everyone can teach something. Maybe someone could teach it better. It doesn't matter. Someone else doesn't have the same relationships and experiences that you do. 
So what are you willing to teach? So that's it, really. Five basic questions for asset mapping. Five categories to suss out the gifts and talents that God has granted us so that we can serve together as a body. Five smooth stones ready for the sling as we face whatever giants are waiting in the valley. At the end here, let me reemphasize a couple things. First, just like in David's case, the battle belongs to God. He prepares and uses us in unique ways, but the strength is his. Second, as I mentioned earlier, the really amazing stuff only happens when we actually uncover our stories, values, relationships, abilities, and teaching, and then combine them in creative ways. So we can't just think about this. We need to actually do it. And this stuff is meant to be done in community. So here are some suggested contexts. Life groups, small groups, or your own local church. If you're at home with your family, around the dinner table. With your clubs, your teams, at your workplace, or with a community association. And of course, right now you're going to have to be creative about the ways that you meet. If you're a member at the Calgary Church of Christ, please consider working through this as individuals, families, or in a life group. And then send your responses to me. We'll compile them, strip off the names, at least for now, and then put them back to the group for use in the last couple of steps in this process, which I'll explain in a couple weeks. I said at the beginning of this series that these are process questions. They're not one and done. So what we're doing with the video lessons is introducing the process. The process itself will actually take much longer to work through. And it's a sort of rolling process that repeats as we go along and the situation changes. If you're not here in Calvary, it's okay. I hope you'll consider taking this process and adapting it to your own situation. If you do, we'd love to hear from you. I'm sure we would learn something from how God is working through you. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact me. Next week, we'll turn toward the giants in the valley and focus on the third key question in the series. What are the most critical needs right now? I hope you'll join us. Please share this video series with anyone who might benefit from it. Thank you again for your attention. God bless.